All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So, (laughs) today's topic, I want to talk about these 90s sitcoms. Uh, They were so powerful in the way they hit us, so powerful in the way uh, they would reflect our lives and, and the diverse perspectives of lives um, that I had to talk about a little bit because there were so many lessons that we uh, learned from these shows um, and, and and so much so to the point where I'm like, I got to look at this from two angles. Like there's the big, you know what I'm saying? Big uh, uh, list of shows the, the like all time list that America looks at. And then there's what I watched, which is, you know, you're going to have a different lineup of shows of top shows. So uh, let's just go down the list. Um, friends is like, I'm always stuck in second gear. And then the, that little clap thing. I always laughed at that intro. I never got into friends but I can see the comedic genius in it. It was it was an amazing show. It was such a powerful show. And when I went to college, I went to the University of South Dakota. When I went to college, like kids were just going crazy over this show. And it was like just at the very end of its rope, I think in, in like it's twilight. And uh, I mean, guys were going crazy over Rachel and girls were going crazy over her hair. Guys are going crazy over, you know, how much of a, a, a gorgeous woman um, Jennifer Aniston is, and um, and she still is. The whole cast was dope. You know, they were they were amazing, and um, brought their comedic genius. And uh, one of the writers from Living Single, one of my favorite shows, was a part of this show. Which I'm like, now I can see it. Like a lot of writers from my favorite shows went to other shows and spread their magic and did an excellent job. So. Friends was at the top of this list that I pulled and boom, you know, then you get to Seinfeld and it's like Seinfeld for the situational humor. If I had to make a list of like the the uh, America's greats out of this list, Seinfeld would be, um, if not my heavy number one, heavy number two. Um, I would have Martin as my number one. Um, but Seinfeld gave me a type of humor and layers of humor that um, I haven't seen since maybe Dave Chappelle and then later um, uh, Key and Peele. Now, SNL tried to do this for years, um, but Seinfeld did it with almost a precise perfection. Um, And Living Color did it as a sketch comedy show, which is like, one of the greatest shows ever to me. They did it as a sketch comedy show, but it was wild and honky and and bonky. And, you know, it it had so much energy in it, you know, where I don't know if everybody could handle it. (laughs) So it was like you had in living color and then you had a deaf comedy jam. But Seinfeld, that situational humor, Seinfeld said it was the show about nothing. And the character that Elaine played, it's like almost impossible to think about her playing that, uh, uh, anybody else playing that role. Kramer, um, 
you would think there could be a lot of Kramers, and I know that he got in trouble later. Um, but Kramer and George Costanza, I mean, they even on the show have people auditioning to be them for a show based on their lives, a show within a show. So, I mean, it's just genius level comedy. It's great comedy. It is hilarious. Um, they included, you know, diversity of all kinds on this show, and I absolutely love it. And, oh, big ups to, big points to friends for um, including Aisha Taylor on, um, Aisha Taylor? I think it was Aisha Taylor. You know, tall, she's like, tall glass of water, beautiful black woman um, that I didn't see actually until the, um, you know, other shows like reality shows and Kanye's slow jams. Um, she, Baby, I need somebody that can do it faster. <laughs> and Kanye comes in. So, um, yeah, Friends did that, you know, for an all white cast to bring in a black member. Um, it's huge. It's big. Um, because you, you, the energy changes, you know, and now your comedy has to include a demographic or includes some things that maybe it didn't before, you know, <laughs> you know, the grandma squinting is asking why your friend has such a, you know, strong tan. You can tell her she's born with it. It's a different kind of comedy. Um, but yeah, Mr. Bean. Oh my God. Mr. Bean, um, was like that, uh, I'd say like three Stooges kind of humor, um, maybe even that uh, uh, slapstick, almost like Jim Carrey level type of humor. But Mr. Bean never talked. He like mumbled. And then like every like once an episode, he like, I'm Bean. <laughs> like he like mumble and grumble his, his own name out. And that would be the only thing he said. Um, but this list that I'm looking at has Mr. Bean at the top. Um, underneath that, Boy Meets World. Um, so many kids I grew up with, because I've, I've been in both neighborhoods, both black and white neighborhoods, and uh, so many kids reminded me of um, of Corey. <laughs> so it's like Corey, Feeney, Topanga, and all of the uh, uh, life lessons and the laziness, the the ignorance and all these things that Corey had to learn and his brother and his best friend and even Topanga, all these things that they had to learn from Feeney. Um, it was kind of like, we're going to give you this show. But we want to make sure that you still understand we need you to mature one day. And that's what I loved about that show. That was like my big takeaway from that show is, yeah, you're going to be lazy as you're young. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of potential and talent as you're young. Yes, you're going to go through ups and downs and, and things that hurt you and things that make you feel great as you're young. But I do need you to mature and grow one day. And his relationship with Topanga proved that in, in making him a man. And then later his friend, I can't remember his friend, but his friend actually dates a black girl on the show. And interracial dating was definitely something that I believe um, was alive and well in America before these shows. Um, but it, it trickled and slowly started to drip and spread into um, TV shows at this time and movies. 
um, like the craft. <laughs> That's where I saw uh, the actress that I later saw in Half Baked, uh, Mary Jane with Dave Chappelle. I was like, what? Black girls can be in white women shows? You just didn't know. Um, but these shows, you know, TGI Fridays had had diversity in them. And I'll, I'll get to there's one on there that I'll get to later. Um, that's maybe one of the most popular, period. Um, Frasier was um, actually too mature for me. That was actually too old for me. That was that show stemmed from Cheers. So, you know, in, in reality, there were many things on that show that I probably watch now, love it, laugh at it. You know, if they're making jokes about wine or coffee or bidets or uh, a certain type of, you know, whiskey um, or a certain type of HR ethics, you know, they could make those jokes now and I would love it and appreciate it. And um, same thing with uh, another show lower on the list, uh, which was news radio. Um, But uh, yeah, great show. Amazing show. I thought him and him and his uh, brother on the show were actually brothers. They might be. I don't know, you tell me. But number six in the middle of the stack is, for me, sitcom royalty. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Now, there's another one in here that is one of my tops that I thought should be higher, but not a problem. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is still in syndication. And boy, I tell you, like, I grew up thinking that I was going to date either Hillary Banks or Ashley Banks. And I'll just be real and say it it was Ashley Banks. Um, I grew up in a fantasy world that, you know, Janet Jackson was singing to me. SWV were singing to me. Mariah Carey was singing to me. Whitney Houston was singing to me. Ashley Banks wanted to be with me. Hillary Banks wanted to be with me. Um, Madonna was singing to me. Uh, 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 All these stars and People on these shows, oh, they were really just singing to me. You know, I grew up in that fantasy that they were just singing to me. And on this show, not only did I get to see reflections of myself, I got to see situational humor from dad perspective, from mom perspective, which, number one, I'm going to stay with, uh, I think her name is Janet Hubert, um, the original uh, uh, Aunt Viv. I think they should have kept it the same exact way. Even a different actress, they should have kept her the same way because they went to more of a Claire Huxtable. And I loved um, the first Aunt Viv's fire. Like, I just loved her fire. She had, like, fire in one hand and a little bit of ice in the other. And I loved that. I loved her character. I loved that. I know they had a falling out. The show is called The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I think she wanted more power. And that's ultimately what what caused the backlash and and. The butler, Jeffrey, um, did an interview on this. And ironically, the backstories on these shows I'm talking about is almost more interesting than the shows, which is like kind of dope in a way, but weird. But Fresh Prince of Bel-Air gave me so much to chew off of. And I wasn't Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like, I didn't get kicked out of the hood for fighting. And I definitely wasn't Carlton. Where, you know, he was born into money. Like, I had to watch my parents work, work hard and not buy things at the store when other people did. So I was more like a fresh Carlton. 
<laughs> so, yeah, I got to, you know, live a little bit better life than maybe my parents did. And I appreciate that 100 percent. But it definitely wasn't no bank's residence. So I appreciate everything. But I also understand I was not the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and I was not Carlton. But I was a Fresh Carlson. Uh, <laughs> news radio. Didn't see it. <laughs> so I didn't see news radio, but it looks like the perfect show for actually this day and age. In 2020, almost every late night talk show has a component that speaks to, if not uh, uh, the political world and the political realm, it also speaks to, um, you know, some of the things that have been done online and social media is huge. People have put their companies into social media. It is the news. It is now the newspaper. And I don't know what newspapers are doing with that extra space at the bottom of their, their factories where they were cranking out papers, but we don't need the papers anymore. We need them. We just need their material. And you can subscribe to that for like, I don't know what, 10 cents a month and or whatever they're going to charge and still get your news from your local sources. Um, but news radio looks like a dope show. It looks like something I would watch, um, but didn't catch up to it. Didn't see it. Now, next up is Third Rock from the Sun. And even though there are other characters on this show, I think Jonathan Lithgow is his name, was the uh, lead for this show. Um, it was uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt that I remember. Now, girls loved him, but I started to pay attention to him uh, once he um, broke away out of his shell. And he was in this show called uh, Brick. Now, once he got into this show, uh, uh, Brick, he, he went through... What I think a lot of Hollywood kids and childhood actors go through, which is development. Now I want to be taken serious. Now, if you don't come from a scary movie or like Degrassi Junior High or something like that, you've got to make people that think you're innocent and sweet. Now look at you with more of a cognitive and, and in-depth character. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt, to me, is the guy from the movie Brick, the guy from G.I. Joe, that was Snake, um, the guy from Inception. He was in Inception, and dude has some clean suits on, because, you know, the, the Nolan brothers, they're clean. They do it nice. He had these nice suits on. Um, I saw him in uh, Batman Returns, or The Dark Knight Returns. He was Robin. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt, to me, is, is in my mind who I think of when I think of Third Rock. Because, you know, I think I was about that age when this show was out. So I saw this kid turn into this amazing and awesome actor. And so Third Rock, to me, even though it was about, you know, Martians and, and visiting the planet, um, it was like a better version of Coneheads that we saw on SNL and even in the movies. Martin. Martin, 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 doot, 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 Martin, doot, 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 <laughs> y'all say it, Martin Lawrence. So, um, these theme songs from these shows, um, I'm not singing them, but you know them. Like when I say it, boom, it just pops in your head. Like, you know, uh, all of them just pop in your head because, 
you know, they got you. Like they and these theme songs, I want to say these theme songs were almost more impressive and and catchy than some of the songs that people go to the studio and make today. But Martin, um, let me talk about Pam. Martin was such a heavy layered and heavy loaded show that Martin could come into the show as God, let me think Roscoe, Shanae, Otis, Dragonfly, um, uh, uh, the mechanic, um, the, the, he, he played like a white guy. It was white face, which is like really weird and kind of funny. And uh, Shanae. So, like, he had, like, seven or eight different personalities and faces. And he killed them all. Like, it was it was hilarious. Like, he did it. He did a great job. And it was, like, super, super funny. Now, on top of that, there was three layers to it. There was what Martin is doing. There was the actual scenario involved. And then in the middle, the juicy center of it all were his supporting cast. They are what made it real. Watching, um, watching uh, uh, Pam, I'm sorry, watching Gina deal with her uh, uh, boyfriend and fiance, watching Gina deal with that, um, you know, Tisha Campbell um, did a great job. And I mean, her and uh, Tashina Arnold had um, been in things together. They were in Little Shop of Horrors, which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, they, they had done things previous to this and established themselves as actresses. Um, but coming together with Martin, I mean, they're always going to be known for these roles and did a great job. Um, had a little drama. Um, like I said, those backstories are sometimes more interesting than the actual stories of the shows. Um, but yeah, in that drama, um, I guess Martin and, uh, Tisha Campbell had a thing for each other and, um, to my knowledge, it was Martin that uh, wasn't getting it. You know, I guess uh, Tisha Campbell had a man and, you know, didn't want to entertain, you know, being with Martin. So <laughs> it, it, it is kind of sad to see that, you know, a show get canceled because of, you know, the drama for the cast. But, hey, it happens. Um, you, you all wish them well. I think it's water under the bridge now. They've brushed it. Aside, and I think they tried to bring the show back, but uh, honestly, I don't know really what they would do in today's climate um, with those characters because we've we've had so many different versions of them. So I'm not being a hater. It's just the buzz of Martin, the energy of Martin, and everything that Martin's been through. Um, it would kind of be like the show that's ranked number ten, which is Home Improvement. Now Tim Allen did come back. But the status that he has now and the energy that he has now, it is different. Um, but Martin, um, my big takeaway from that show is, you know, don't don't get ahead of yourself. And I think Martin had fun with that. He would play with that. And even when Tommy Davidson, um, his longtime comedic uh, friend and partner came to the show, he let him know, like, hey, don't do that. Mm-mm. He's like, don't do that. You're not. Uh-uh. He's like, you're not perfect. And I remember when you and I would, would have to cut hot dogs in half and save the rest, and that'd be dinner, you know? So he's like, I, I remember when we were poor. Don't act like this. Like, don't be stuck up. Don't be stupid. 
Um, and, and, you know, he just let his friend know, like, this is not the way you treat people. So Martin, for always, for, for me, is always going to be that super, super, super funny show where you learn just how funny your ego is, just how funny you are when we have a, a, a moment to stop and look at it and see how people look when they overreact. And, and the thing I was going to say is Pam uh, by far is if, if if Martin is is your favorite show, you've got to give it up for Pam. She's not a comedian. She's um, an actress and she does such a great job of, of checking Martin. And, and I don't know how she did it, but as an actress, she went toe to toe with Martin every step of the way. And yeah, it was pettiness. Yeah. It was like, you know, these little uh, bitchy comments and whatnot, but how in the world does she do this? Like, how do you go toe to toe with, I want to say, one of the princes of comedy? Because if you have the kings of comedy, you can call Martin easily a prince of comedy. So, <laughs> you know, it's like she did such an amazing job and she was not uh, uh, Gina, you know? So, it, I, I just marveled at this show because of how well she did and, and just her acting talent and comedic genius um, for a character that was actually supposed to be played by a larger black woman that would, uh, you know, in a sense, be in his way. Like she was supposed to be a larger black woman that was in his way. And in her attitude and her energy and all that she was, <laughs> She did that. Exactly. And, and and those of you that know me, I'm not here to pick on black women. I am not here to put down any black women. I am a lover and supporter, especially when you know not just the history, but the socioeconomic damage that has been done to black women over time. If you don't know this, we can talk about it sometime, but I am not here now or ever to condemn or put down black women or any women especially knowing what you women have gone through. Home improvement. Um, Tim Allen was not just an amazing uh, comedian and stand-up artist. Um, he also did a great job on this show. There were great learning moments on this show um, as a male, as a man, as a husband, and a dad. Like It was like a four-part gift. And the wisdom he'd get from the guy through the fence, um, that was something that I thought was the greatest thing in the world. Um, it was his Feeney, like in in, um, in Boy Meets World. So Home Improvement, um, they showed Tim Allen's hiccups. They showed uh, his sons, and there was like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, I think is his name. Jonathan Thomas, or Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Um I remember thinking girls were stupid and girls were crazy. I didn't know. You know, here I am wishing that Hillary Banks and Ashley Banks would would marry me. And uh, girls got these boys posters on the wall. New kids on the block and uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Melrose plays. <laughs> and I'm surprised Melrose plays isn't on here, but um, it wasn't a sitcom. But uh, yeah, so many great takeaways from these shows. And, um, you know, they made us laugh. We enjoyed them. We have fun. And TGI Fridays 
was like a heavy hitter list. TGI Fridays was like dope. And and anybody that used to watch this, I think it was um it was Full House. Um Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step, and then I think Sabrina and the Teenage Witch. So I don't know why Full House isn't on this list as somebody's top, but what a what an amazing show. Um, that's where we met Journey Smollett. Um, she was Michelle's friend. I was always getting into trouble. <laughs> but it's like three men and a baby. They basically made three men and a family. You know, just like that movie where you got Uncle Jesse, you know, he's suave, he's smooth, he sings, he's in a band and all the girls go crazy over him. All the girls love him. You know, it it, it was dope. And then, you know, you got uh, uh, Uncle Joey, who's that comedian, that funny, you know, uh, 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 personality. And then you have Danny Tanner, who's this clean cut, spring cleaning um, put a coaster down before you put your cup down. Um, let me mop these floors, you know, squeaky clean kind of guy. I don't remember whatever happened to, uh, the mom, but it was a great representation to show what men were like, you know, kind of in a nutshell without having an athlete in the picture. Cause an athlete in the picture would have just probably drawn every, uh, drove everybody nuts. <laughs> but um, such a great uh, uh, life lesson show. I mean, DJ Tanner, um, uh, um, the sister, Jody Sweeten, and then Michelle, um, three completely different personalities. And it was great to watch them grow and, and grow with them um, because you either saw this, you know, from one of two ways. You either uh, adapted or or watched as the adult characters or the kids. And in, in my eyes, I would watch, what's my mom laughing at? What's my dad laughing at? Oh, that's funny. And when they go, the ooh, you know, and the woman walks in with the red dress and, you know, it was like, uh, uh, I think it, uh, Laughlin, Lori Laughlin. Whoever Uncle Jesse's girlfriend was that's in trouble now with the law for paying off uh, her kids into college. Man, when she would walk in looking good and everybody in the audience, ooh, like I remember that. And I was a kid watching that and that stuck to me that I felt some kind of way about that. And so, you know, for me, like I never had the girls are nasty kind of phase. I was just like, I want her. I like that woman. So, you know, as a kid, I'm watching these movies with grown women. Like, I want her. <laughs> I didn't say anything to my parents. Obviously, that that's out of place, out of line. But I'm like, I want her. I like her. I like salt and pepper. I like SWV. I like In Vogue. I like her. I want her. I like TLC. She's cute. She's pretty. I like her. <laughs> but on to... The list that had been shared with me by friends. Um, now, there's like a God tier to this, a top tier to this, and then like the, the you know, mid-level tier for black sitcoms. 
Martin is at the top. Fresh Prince is at the top. Different World, Bernie Mac, Living Single, and Jamie Foxx is at the t- at the God tier. Now, I'm going to go from the bottom of the, the God tier up. Jamie Foxx did something that no comedian was really doing, except for maybe Eddie Murphy. But Eddie Murphy didn't really like put his hips in it. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is singing, dancing, and acting on his shows. And his level of comedy um, was something that I could relate to and love so much because he was so much more like me. Martin, on the other hand, wanted to fight people. Like, he would get in fights with people and get in arguments with people and get raunchy with people because that's just who Martin Lawrence is. Like, he's a fireball. Like, dude will... I mean, he can defend himself. I mean, he's from, like, D.C. He's from, like, the East Coast. So, like, those guys, you know, the East Coast guys, New Yorkers, Philadelphia, um, D.C., like, those guys are, like, ready to go anytime, white or black. That's just how they are. It's just their culture. They go at you. But Jamie Foxx, um, I mean, he, he, he could sing to you. He could make you sing. He could make you laugh. You know, you'd follow, you'd follow him. You know, it, it was just such a dope show. His energy and the way he worked with uh, Garrett Morris, Garrett Morris, also SNL alum, Martin alum, Jamie Foxx alum. Um, Garrett Morris is just awesome. Um, but yeah, you know, he had, you know, Garrett Morris and his aunt. He had Fancy and he had Braxton and Art in a Brig. You know, not a not a bad inner rival uh, uh, to 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 go up against on you know each and every show. So yeah, I mean you you'd have Jamie Fox, you'd have the scenarios that you know would pop up in everyday life, and then right in the middle of those was this great supporting cast for this hotel. Um, living single. We are living single. <laughs> I'm not a 90s kind of girl. Um, <laughs> it's like, ooh, in a 90s kind of world. I'm glad I got my girl. Love that show. Love it. Ate it up. Every episode. Loved it. Um, Queen Latifah. Um, dope rapper. Such a dope rapper. And I mean, you had like Trudy. She was from uh, 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 Facts of Life. <laughs> you know, Trudy was on the show. I thought she was gorgeous. Maxine Shaw was on the show. I thought she was gorgeous. Like she was that lawyer, but like neo black soul kind of in representation. And then um, Overton and Kim. Uh, I can't remember Kim's name on the show. Um, but I just dug the show. Like they did such a great job of showing the diversity in black communities between. Um, you know, people. And like I said, I believe one of the writers from Living Single went over to write Friends. And you can see, if you ever watch, you can see um, the breath, the, the identity is similar. And, uh, <laughs> you know, such a great show. So many great scenarios. Um, uh, God, I'm trying to remember. I think his name was Kyle Barker. <laughs> Uh, the guy from Living Single is the voice of Kratos in the God of War, the God of War video games, which are some of the greatest games 
ever. Like if I don't have God of War as my at least top in my top three, it'd be number four. And his voice acting was perfect. Um, God, what is his name? It's like KD or TK. I can't remember, but awesome job. He's in Final Fantasy too as the motorcycle guy. Um, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac show gave us uh, 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 something that um, Richard Pryor and um, other uh, uh, comedians could not do at this time. Um, Bernie Mac um, found a way to take his routine, which is cussing and fussing and deaf comedy jam. Same thing as Martin Lawrence. And made it into a Bill Cosby. America, I'm weary. America, I'm hurt. America, I'm, I'm, I'm my body's weary. You know, Bernie Mac would just let you know how things were affecting him and hurting him from a scenario he gave during the Kings of Comedy. So when you're on Deaf Comedy Jam and when you're on Kings of Comedy, uh, you let it loose. You let it fly. That might not necessarily work for the general public. You, you got to tone it down. And the Bernie Mac show did a perfect job of this. He was great with his kids. He was perfect with his kids. A beautiful wife, you know, she, you know, went through the ups and downs of being a man, being a husband, being a dad and, and caring for some kids that aren't even yours. So he did fabulous with this. And um, on to the next one. Different world. Different World was was by far the only show of its kind, um, not just black shows, but the only show of its kind. Um, not only was this. Uh, uh, it was funny in the way life is funny in the way you can make fun of people and catch people in funny scenarios, but they weren't afraid to show black kids in college representing different historically black colleges and show the scenarios that they go through as men and women just in general. So there was the black aspect to it. There was the um, college and uh, uh, teen or college and uh, 20s aspect to it. Then just being a man and being a woman, falling in love, making mistakes, looking over the wrong girl, loving the wrong girl, loving the right guy, all this. And one of <laughs> one of the one of the hardest episodes is when um uh uh the creator of uh uh Skynet and uh Silas Pope, he was Olivia's Pope's mom, uh uh on Scandal or dad on Scandal. I think his name is Morton. His last name is Morton. Um, yeah, he was taking his wife to the altar and the two main characters end up running off. And uh, Dwayne takes uh, Whitley off the altar from the man she was going to marry. I mean, you you just can't make this up. But good situational humor, drama and showing black kids in college, representing those colleges and going through those scenarios with Sinbad. I mean, Sinbad was a great comedian, clean comedian and still is. But a different world, um, there isn't another show like that. Um, 
Because now, I mean, you can have kids in a college setting, but I don't know if you can necessarily let them represent multiple colleges and show that they're different and unique and diverse while dealing with, you know, the negatives in today's society. Um, but yeah, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air already talked about it. You guys already know how I feel. Fresh Prince was such an awesome show. Will Smith um, hands down, um, deserves so much more respect than we give him. Um, he's in our face and doing so many things, such a great motivator. People try to drag him for what happened to his wife while not realizing that so many men in Hollywood are cheating on their wives right now. Women are going to get you back. (laughs) Women are going to have their cake and eat it too. So, you know, it, it was great, but I'm just going to talk briefly about these other shows because I probably do need to wrap it up. But um, you got Sister, Sister, dope show, great show. Tien Tamara Maori, um, great music, great cast. Um, Wayans Brothers, I mean, everything the Wayans done has has been funny. And uh, Sean and Marlon played off of each other's energy so well. They did such a great job. Um you know, big big ups to um, uh, John Witherspoon, and and that he was like a dad to them in his passing. That was hard, that was very sad, but he did a great job with them on that show. Um, my wife and kids, uh, Damon Wayans on that with um, Tisha Campbell, great job. Even after uh, Tisha Campbell had, you know. Um, you know, left Martin. Now she's on this great show, being this great mom. And Damon Wayans has his chance to show his fatherhood and his 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 great side. He did a great job with this, you know, with his kids. A- amazing job. Smart guy, pretty much the same thing. Uh, kind of a blend of sister, sister, and, uh, you know, the situational humor that we kind of see with Big Bang Theory um, because he's so intelligent. Um, Kenan and Kel, kind of a younger version of uh i want to say kind of a a younger version of the wayans brothers um but dope show i mean they came from nickelodeon and got their own show dope awesome um blackish um blackish in my opinion is the only show that i could say nowadays represents what we saw in the cosby show you love these characters you respect these characters you see the diversity in their mind and how they act and how they handle real world problems. The husband and the wife do not think alike, but they can join together to do great things. It's such a great show. It's such a funny show. But Anthony Anderson is not a comedian, which actually makes this show stronger because he's an actor. So he would rather act through the thing rather than laugh through the thing, which for a situational show, comedy, Kenya Burris, um, makes me honestly want to go watch Girlfriends now because he's got, you know, Girlfriends, Blackish, America's Not Top Model, um, Mixedish, and uh, other shows. Grownish, I think. Um, so that was that, that was that top tier. Uh, sister, Sister, Wayans Brothers, Wife and Kids, Smart Guy, Kenan and Kel, and Blackish. And then kind of rounding out the bottom, um, that, that like good tier where it's like good. Um, everybody hates Chris. Obviously, Chris Rock is a genius. Comedy, awesome. Um, before Cat and and Kevin Hart, there was Chris Rock. Amazing job. 
Um, so it just shows his life. And once again, you have Tashina Arnold as his mom. So, you know, she's doing great work. I mean, she's she's his mom in, in uh, Everybody Hates Chris. She plays um, Martin Lawrence's wife in Wild Hogs, where he's with John Travolta, William H. Macy, and um, Tim Allen. And, uh, um, God, she was in something else. I can't remember, but just dope. Tashina Arnold, just, she's just amazing. Um, That's So Raven, great show to watch uh, Raven Simone develop from her uh, Cosby days and do a great job, a great thing. Like, she was so fun and and fresh and new and, and just had a great time and and even found her identity while, you know, going through her run of, of success in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> I'm saving Family Matters for last. Uh, Moesha, great music. There was like that In the House with uh, LL Cool J. But Moesha, great music, great scenarios. Her family, uh, uh, Crazy K, he was from like Tales from the Hood. Crazy K was like the guy she was always laughing and joking around with, kind of like romance and stuff. Um, Steve Harvey, obviously Steve Harvey. I, 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 I like a lot of the things Steve Harvey does. Um, and Cedric the Entertainer, he brought his friend into the show. And they handled scenarios in the classroom, in athletics, with kids, with youth that, I mean, really have great takeaways. Like they had great takeaways, not just um, from an adult perspective, but a child's perspective, high school perspective, um, and so much more. The Parkers, <laughs> I love Monique. Uh, great show, great situational humor, obviously. You know, the romance and what she, you know, kind of gave life to thick girls. And um, it was just dope. And um, I believe it was her daughter's character from Moesha that spawned uh, uh, the Parkers. Um, but yeah, the game. Um, I got to go back and watch the game. I was so busy at that time, I couldn't really appreciate the game. So now that I can kind of, you know, watch it and go through it, I'm like, this looks really dope. I should have watched this when I was, you know, doing my thing. Um, Family Matters is in the good tier. And Family Matters, um, as much as I loved this show, the only thing I can say upset me about this show is actually what my previous podcast is on which was training. Um, They let Steve Urkel do something in this show that I wouldn't recommend for any man or woman. They let him chase a girl around for multiple seasons until he finally was smart enough to become what she needed and wanted. And that was my big takeaway from this show. Men, please be what she needs and she wants. Don't talk about it. Don't write a letter. Don't write an email. Don't write a text. Be what she needs you to be. Because Uncle Carl, Eddie, and all the other guys in the show, they got what they got because they had manifested their manhood openly and, and shown it. And if they had issues, they had problems, they showed that from a realistic perspective. They showed, um, you know, uh, 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 almost called her Vivian. Um, they showed him chasing after Laura, Laura, my pet, Laura, Laura, Uncle Carl. They showed him just chasing after this family. And it was sad to watch them look at Steve and not realize how much he needed them. So it was hard to watch, but Family Matters is always going to be, for me, a golden show. They 
allowed a genius level black man onto the show as a kid, a great dad, a great mom, great kids. And, you know, there wasn't any cussing or vile, nasty behavior, you know, in the show. So it, it was a positive image like the Cosby's. And they just did such a great job. Um, honorable mention to New York Undercover. Didn't have anything to do with these sitcoms, but it had dope music on every intro. I absolutely loved it. So if you love these shows and you love this podcast and you love this message, you know, like, love, and share these messages with your friends and family and people. I'm almost done replying back to all of your requests and the things you want to see from me and hear from me. Um, but yeah, these shows and these these theme songs from the beginning of the shows will forever be stuck in my head. And I love them. I hope you love them as much as I did. Um, what are your favorite shows? I had favorite shows and I loved, you know, these shows growing up um, and out of these packs, the God tier, the top tier and then the good tier. Um, I think everybody should have some favorites and, and maybe yours are different from mine. But all right, you all. I love you all. I hope you love me back. I will see you soon.